What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Cases and cases of confidence. Staples can help give you the confidence that your business is ready for the year ahead with all the supplies you need. Like paper. And right now, when you buy a 10-ream case of Staples multipurpose paper, you get one free. So you can be confident you're ready for whatever business comes your way. Buy one case of Staples multipurpose paper, get one free. Now at Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. In-store only, limit 10. Valid through 1519. Thanks for tuning in to the hottest talk radio show around. Providing an open discussion for some of the most important social issues and trending topics today. From personal growth or spirituality to sex and relationships, no subject is ever taboo. So prepare to be empowered, enlightened, and entertained during another episode of the award-winning Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Real people, real topics, real talk. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to Let's Face It. It is Wednesday, January the 18th, 2017. I'm in the studio with my beautiful co-host. Welcome back to the show, Ms. Rhea Gall. Hey, thank you for having me back. Happy New Year. Happy Haven't New seen you in a while. I haven't seen you since, since last, last year. Was yeah, it Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And then we have newcomer to the show. She's she, she's a little nervous. <laughs> my girl, Shanika Bell. Hey, Shanika. Hello, hello. How are you, Will? You doing good, boo? I am. All right. I am doing good. Are you? Exhale. We're going to have fun. Yes, we are. We're going to have a lot of fun. A lot going, a lot to talk about. Yes. A lot to talk about. Um, Where everybody, you know, Rhea, but I'm going to give her a a brief moment to introduce herself to those people who have not been blessed to meet her. Well, my name is Rhea Goff, and I am the founder of Scoring Your Life. Um, It's a place where people who are drained, drowned, and broken from life to be inspired and just to let them know that there's hope. So um, I have blogs, and Wednesday I start my YouTube station where people just be inspired throughout the week and just receive tidbits on how to manage life. So you you have taken action on what we were talking about before. Taking action. Things are going forward. Things are going forward. I'm excited. New website is up. Uh Um, And we are moving forward. That's good. Yes. I'm excited. I'm and excited. then we're still going to plan this thing for me at the end of the season, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Shanika. Yes, 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 Tell yes. all these people how fabulous you are, bro. I am fabulous all the time. Yes. But my name is Shanika Bell. I am the salon suite owner of Taking Care of Your Hair and Makeup by Shanika. Uh-huh. I am, I have actually owned the salon. I actually just celebrated my first year on Sunday. Being the salon. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I am also a member of Toastmasters. Um, I'm actually, Not only are you a member, you're the what? Are you still the... I am. The I sec- hold an office. Yes. I'm the secretary yeah. for the Virginia Beach Toastmasters Club. Yeah. Um, I am a mother of a senior. I'm a military spouse of 20... Well, a little less than 20. I've been married for 21 years, but a little less than 21 years. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I have a busy life. That's good. Very busy That's life. Good. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely. We've been talking about you coming for a while. Well, I'm, I'm your excited here. to be here. That's I'm good. Really That's good. Well, you know what? Um, so everybody's week is going. This is like, what, hump day? It's hump day. Yes. How's your week thus far? It's been great. It's been busy but good. Busy but good? Yeah, same here. Y'all same all here. ready for the travel this weekend? 
Where am I going? DC. No. Uh, no. 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 I'll be right what? here. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Actually, I'm going to a winery. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I'm going to a talent show at my daughter's school. Uh, right. <laughs> you can get nobody to go with me to the. Wait, go Dang. with you. That means you're going. Jeez. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, uh, Shanika, how's your week going? Actually, my week is great. Uh-huh. Um, like I said, I celebrated on Sunday. I had uh-huh. a, a class. I saw the pictures. What did you yeah. give? What, so. Everybody had gifts. Yes, everybody, because I love gifts. That's Uh my love language, gift giving. Uh So everybody got You brought a gift today? Actually, I had your gift, but you would have got your gift. If I had, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) So basically, yes, I celebrated my clients. Uh So not only my client appreciation, it was also me celebrating my first year as being the salon suite owner. Mm -hmm. I have been doing hair for 12 years, but I ventured out and got a salon suite in Mm -hmm. Phoenix Salon Suites in Virginia Beach. (coughs) So I celebrated my clients because I feel like they are my team. So that's who I celebrated. Good. So we did that, and then we're just kind of recouping from from Sunday because we had a great great time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, awesome. So, yeah. Um, I I don't know if I said last week I've started my internship. So I Monday through Wednesday I'm not in the salon. I'm in the, my internship at Studio Center, okay. where we do voiceovers, we do commercials. They're oh, shooting okay. a couple TV shows. Um, it's really really fun to learn the behind the camera because I'm so used to. I'm trying to learn more about in front of the camera, but it's kind of fun okay. learning behind the camera. So I've been doing that and um, trying to work on one of my biggest um, resolutions. I don't want to say resolutions because mm-hmm. people don't keep those. Right. One of my biggest goals, which is getting healthy and fit, right. not just right. losing weight. I had to talk with one of my uh, with my ex, not the one you know, but another ex um, last night. A really good conversation. They were telling me that you know they saw my post. And um, I've been, I, I knew I was doing things wrong because I would go to the gym and I would work out, but I would come home and I would eat wrong. So um, I, I need to get my eating. I got me, me this book on eating clean. You guys know what okay. clean? You hear people say, like I'm de- eating clean. Like yeah. detoxing and things like that? It's or? more so like natural things, like okay. things directly from the, from the earth, okay. the vegetables, nothing that's processed, um, certain types of meat seasonings and all that. It's all about that. So I'm reading about that. To learn that, and he was just like, you need to do a total healthy makeover, healthy right. lifestyle right. makeover. It needs to become a, a lifestyle. So I've already, I talked to Nikki. I was already doing my devotions in the morning and my meditation moments. Um, I'm de-stressing my life. I'm going to go through Facebook and clear out a whole bunch of junk. Yes. Um, yeah. I posted a thing you. yesterday uh, where it says like people defriending and unfollowing me is like. The trash taking itself out. Right. So, you I know, I, I get inundated with a whole bunch of reading things on timelines and allowing myself to get discouraged and upset by what other people say. Right. They don't need to be on my timeline. No, right. not at all. Right. Yeah. Not at all. So, uh, they'll, was, be they'll be back. They'll be They won't be back on mine. Not, right. Because right. like, I have Look, that button. Lock. Right. Yeah. I'm so, right. I'm just going to try to align myself with a healthier lifestyle. And he's like, the weight and everything else will fall off. Right. I think so. a lot of people are doing that this year. I think a lot of people are stepping into not bringing the 2016 into the yeah. 2017. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people talking about not just only eating healthy, but lifestyle. Life, and, yeah. and, and in that, it's people. Because mm-hmm. people can filter into your life and bring all of their mess and exactly. dump it to you. And then you're carrying all this baggage of not even your stuff. Yeah. It's everybody else's stuff. So I think a lot of people are... Are doing that in year 2017. Exactly. And, what one, you, and one of the things you're posting about your exercise, which is motivating me to real, get out there. I, I've heard a lot of people say you're that. You're motivating people. Yeah. So that's good. good. So continue to share your journey because you don't know how many people are watching you and inspired exactly. from what you're doing. And once I really start to see the work, you'll see the clothes come off and I'll start doing like the new Facebook Live thing. <laughs> I'm going to be a mess. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to be a mess. I'm going to be that I'm one. Gonna Y'all going to be like, will you put on clothes? <laughs> I right, know it's right. a PR nightmare, right? But it's the truth. <laughs> well, 
before. That's it's what the truth. <laughs> yes. Somebody else I know I wish, you know, they wish they could do some changes is Mr. Steve Harvey. Poor oh, thing. Goodness. Bless oh. Steve. Moment of silence for Steve. Okay. <laughs> Steve Harvey. So, you know, he had a meeting with Mr. Trump. I can say Mr. Trump for a couple more days. Yes. Right. And then I'm going to ha- I'm going to respect him in his position. I'm not going to do like they did President Obama and call him Mr. Obama and Obama and stuff like right, that. Right. So Mr. Trump um, called a meeting. So we'll go over the facts first. So um, everybody saw the post of him going inside the Trump Towers and then coming out and then um, Mr. Trump saying that, you know, we're good. We're pretty good friends, aren't we? <laughs> right. I thought that was hilarious. What, did you see his <laughs> it eyes? Was, it was a photo op. Yeah. Right. It was like, uh, we didn't discuss you was going to say nothing <laughs> right, like this. Right, right. So I was like, oh, okay. So he went on this show. Steve Harvey went on this show on Monday. He was talking about, he said, a lot of y'all hurt me, Harvey said. He said um, he didn't understand why everybody was so upset. Um, he said something about being stabbed. My, my words are cut off. But um, he said you should, under, you should understand his intention. And he was saying that he was from the hood. He was from the hood, and that um, it was basically he saw it as having a place at the table. And he was like, in order to make a change, you have to be invited to the table. And to him, that was his his invitation to the table for change. And I think that one of his assistants um, or his input regarding um, urban cities and changing urban cities. Um, how do you feel? Number one, how do you feel about that meeting? When you first saw it, did you feel betrayed? Because he was very vocal. In the in the election season, about he wasn't voting for tr- Trump, and how could a man that grabbed women by P and this this this? He was very vocal, and then all of a sudden, you know, he got saved and went into the, well, the meeting. In his defense, in a sense, mm-hmm. he he basically was saying that he was doing it because President Obama set the tone for him to go in and speak to Trump. Now, I always try to, I always, I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. Uh-uh, but I'm, I'm glad you said set the tone because originally Steve said that Mr. President Obama told him or right. asked him. Right. Until he true. repeated, until <laughs> he made that general statement that we as a people. Right, right. So he walked right. in there on his own exactly. accord. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So having the conversation and the and the platform that, that Steve has I just think that I just wish that he would have done a little bit more thinking about it before he actually went in with a with a really good agenda uh-huh. versus we're talking about golf, we're talking about mutual friends, yeah. where you know your face is like blank stare when he says we're really good friends. Uh-huh. Like, I, what was the agenda? What was the overall agenda? I don't really think that he went in with a plan, and I think that that's what everybody's problem is that there was no plan. Right. He just went in. And we're talking about golf. Mm-hmm. I think my struggle is taking Steve Harvey out a situation where Trump is calling on entertainers to bridge the gap. Exactly. If you did not run a campaign where you degraded people, mm-hmm. you said hateful things, you want to build a wall, you have dragged races through the mud, right. you would not have to use tap on entertainers to do that. Exactly. I think that um, Steve Harvey made his bed. He's going to have to lie in it. If Trump put people who in office or in these positions mm-hmm. that were qualified, he wouldn't have these issues either. Right. Yeah. Ben mm-hmm. Carson is a neurosurgeon. Mm-hmm. I have not heard him do any, and just because you're African American does not let, mean that you have lived in anybody's inner city, um, inner city right. low economic area. Well, he said poor people, poor people by choice, right? Anyone that said that? Who, Ben Carson? Yeah, that being poor is a choice. A choice. Poverty is a choice. I, ben Carson. I just came with Ben Carson anyway, so I have to retire. <laughs> I mean, he, he, I he has... 
he has a legacy of neurosurgeon exactly. surgery and to stay with that. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I just feel as though Trump has has divided this country mm-hmm. and you should not bridge the gap with entertainers. Entertainers are supposed to entertain me. Throw right. the basketball, tell me a joke, but you're not here to do politics. Right, That's right, not right, your right, 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 right. Well, right. you know what? We definitely want to hear from people. So if you want to call in, let us hear your voice about this subject. And any subject that we talk about tonight, call 757-683-4405. So CNN's Mark Lamont Hill, he made a statement. He is a professor of African-American studies at Morehouse, and he's also a CNN political commentator. He said that... um, People like Steve Harvey and the athletes that, and the celebrities that he's invited in are a bunch of mediocre Negroes who bring little to the conversation. Um, and he said that if Trump really wanted to see change or to have input, that he would um, bring some people up there with some expertise and don't just bring up people to entertain, which I, I'm inclined to believe that was hap- what, that's what happened because he didn't really invite anybody who, because um, there are a lot of politicians right. who he can invite in if right. he wanted to see real change. But he invited, not to say that I'm not going to try because I know Steve Harvey has the boys mentorship program. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anything else that he's doing, but I know he has that. Um, there could have been some other people that if he's really serious about making change, um, not just like you said, people to make a photo opportunity. He could have had some people who are probably going to challenge him. Right. Um, right. But still, if he's really in, sincere about um, making change, those are some other people that he could have brought to the table. Yeah. And I think D, I, I, I'm not going to quote D.L. Hughes or T.I., uh-huh. but I, one of them said, um, when you invite these entertainers, the entertainers need to bring their local congressmen because those yeah, are the exactly. ones that can can actually have change happen mm-hmm. in the local community. Exactly. Right. These celebrities cannot bring any legislation to the floor. Mm-hmm. They cannot have develop any laws or anything. So if you're going to go have these conversations, bring your local congressmen because yeah. they're the ones that can make change in the exactly. community. I agree. And know more pro- probably about the situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What else is going on, Miss well, Rhea? Well, since we talked about Steve Harvey, because he's okay. had a rough week. Okay. It, it, it Poor gets thing. worse. Um, I, you know, he has his talk show. Right. And on his talk show, he decided to mock a book called um, How to Date a White Woman, A Practical Guide for Asian Men. Okay. And he decided to say that the book should have been just one page. He said, excuse me, do you like Asian men? No, thank you. And that should have been it. Then he proceeded to say, I don't eat food I cannot pronounce. So now he went on Instagram and Facebook yesterday Mm -hmm. and apologized it again. And one of the comments that somebody made underneath his feed was, this is what happens when you hang out with Donald Trump. Uh Uh. I don't know. (laughs) I don't agree or disagree. Mm -hmm. But we cannot be making journal accusations regarding one race. Um, one race or one group of people. It's a lot of that going around. Right. Yeah. It is not right. Yeah. Steve Harvey needs, this is where his PR, his PR person uh-huh. um, needs to step in and help him out. Yeah. Nikki? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh. I didn't hear about that one. Yeah. No, was, I didn't either. It was all on social media So yesterday. is he getting a lot of backlash from, what, the Asian? Yes, the Asian community. And I want to say, um, I don't know if it's NBC or ABC that has the TV show Get Off the Boat or something regarding the Asian community. And they made comments about that. Like, how do you say that? There's a lot of people that want to date Asian men. A lot of single women, they don't care what, as long as you treat me well, yeah. I don't care what race you are. Right. So for you to make a general statement that nobody wants to date Asian men, that's not true. Wow. 
She's having a rough week. She's having a real bad <laughs> week. Having a really Poor Marja, she's quiet about it. Well, yeah. no, she's supporting her man. Is she? Because she she posted on Instagram that sometimes um, leaders have to go against the grain and you know, the good leader, uh-huh. you're not gonna get supported by people. Yeah. And which is true. I mean, you're going to go against the grain where you're especially um, uh, supporting people that the, the general population is not supporting. Mm-hmm. But what is your reason? What is your why of doing these things? Make sure you have the right motives. Okay, this mm-hmm. is my question because I now I have Steve Harvey's his book Jump. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I, I've only gotten like a couple pages in it because I, I, it's not it's not grabbing me like I, I thought it would. But think like a success, act like a success. I read that. That was wonderful. Um, the other the relationship books. I, I haven't read, but I'm trying to figure out where does he get the authority to speak on relationships? And he's been married a couple of times. But I so think and then now he's into po- he's a comedian. He's a comedian. He's a comedian. That's that's how he got his millions. He's a comedian. And I'm trying to figure out how does he now get the authority? Now he wants to go into politics to do this. What, what is? And don't forget the bacon, the microwave bacon. Oh, he's got the, he well, has the bacon. I, have, I can't find the bacon, <laughs> and I love bacon. I can't find the bacon. Just like we found the pie, but whatever. Girl, the pie is the bomb. <laughs> now she got a banana pudding out. Is it oh, good? I can't have it. Got to eat clean. Right, clean eating. <laughs> well, you don't need the bacon or the pie. Right. So we just but how do you feel about you know him him crossing these different lines? Do you think he should just stay in his lane? Stay in your because lane because he's making some mistakes. I think you. I think in the position that he's in, he's built a legacy being a comedian yeah. and being now in Family Feud and the talk yeah. show. I Still think making that, people laugh though. Right. Yeah. And I think that you need to stay in your your in your rim mm-hmm. of what you're comfortable with and stepping outside of your rim can sometimes bring on things that you're all this backlash that yeah. he's getting because he's maybe not familiar with exactly. the, the politics of mm-hmm. it all. And that's why he, like you said, he should have took his uh, congressman right. or state senator or somebody with him. Right. Because um, right. he's just not equipped for that. Right. Yeah. And that's as far as relationships, well, I think in his mind, because he's been married so many times, he has the the background. That just means he knows how to do it wrong. <laughs> basically. Right. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, but, in, in you know, in his mind, he can now, you know, mm-hmm. give the... And y'all bought it, so you're right. The testimony well, what is he of, saying? Is he saying anything different than we've heard over and over again? Uh, no, it's basically all the same, because really, even in his talk show, he talks about um, waiting 90 days right. for, you for know... What? For To have sex with... Um, My God. <laughs> Well, that's his. It's that's over. his. It's, right, because nobody, nobody that I know. It's the truth. Two thousand seventeen is the truth. Right. Nobody I'm that out. I know is waiting ninety days for anything. But wait, that's not true. Wait, I'm not saying I grew oh, the ninety days. Wait, 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 I said wait, nobody wait, I know. No, wait, 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 wait. I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I do. Whatever I, I, I choose I, I, to do is on my own time. Mm-hmm. But there are people out there. There's people that that choose to wait till marriage. God right. I know. I mean, I'm not saying that this is the... God the, bless their hearts. Yes, <laughs> amen. I can't with y'all tonight. That's I cannot. But yes. 2017, most people are not waiting. Mm-hmm. No, no, they're not. Because people don't want to wait until marriage to find out that... Yeah, they're doing it wrong. Right. Right. Uh, Oh, I'm, don't okay. have there should be a clause. You think it should be a clause that says, you know, I if I waited one. and it didn't turn out right? Well, his his a his 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 basically his comment is if you wait, then the guy, you know, it's kind of it's kind of making him want to be with you more, kind of in, in a sense. Mm-mm. But I just I don't find that to be true. I just feel like Me either. I just feel like it's it's best to know uh, early. We have a comment. Yes. Um, Based on the conversation about waiting for uh-huh. 90 days, someone on Facebook Live says they waited. That's who it was. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought I blocked that person. Who is it? No. Oh. 
friend of the radio show, Mrs. Rhonda Arrington. She waited. She must have been asleep for 90 days. <laughs> or oh, he was out the country. Yeah. <laughs> out the sea, one of those. It's okay. <laughs> it's, I, mean, I think you have sex whatever you feel is all the time is right. There's no right or wrong. I mean, even if I follow his rules or anybody's rules. Why put a, why put a date? I mean, if I follow anybody's rules to the T, there's no guarantee I'll get a man. No, mm-hmm. it's not. Well, you're not. No, it's no guarantee that even after you do it, even if you wait, and even if you marry him because you waited, it's still no guarantee that anybody's going to stay because you can't keep anybody who right. does not want to be kept. Right. Point blank period. Said that. Wait, come through with the come through. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> you all right, boo? I'm good. Okay. Rhonda said he was sleeping. He was slick. There we go. I knew the truth was going to come out. So what what do you have on your heart, baby? Well, since we're talking about people in the media, and um, let's talk about Kim Burrell. Mm. (laughs) Do we need to give her a moment of silence? Mm. No, I gave her that last. She gets nothing this week. And I mean that. Go ahead. Okay, so basically now it's come out that Mr. Andrew, Andrew Caldwell, Caldwell, who I hope is listening, yes, is now deciding that he is going to sue, has a lawsuit against, a lawsuit against Kim Burrell mm-hmm. because she mentioned his name in a sermon that she was doing. Yeah. And so he has slapped her with this lawsuit. But my, my whole issue with it all is if he has decided to turn his life around, why is he entertaining anything that Kim Burrell has to say? Because for me, Kim Burrell, just like Steve Harvey, has made her bed and now she has to sleep in it. So I don't feel the need for him to entertain anything at this point that Kim Burrell has to say. Mm-mm. And then, and then my other thing was I didn't really like the fact that she was like in the sermon that she, in her sermon she was like for somebody who can't even speak, Mister delivered himself. Mm-hmm. Like I just thought that was so like messy and petty all at the same time. It was. It <laughs> so was. I just didn't. I, I I don't know. Like she's making these comments about about these people about these people who need to be delivered, but yet you're judging and making fun of his. Possible speech impediment. I guess. Mm-hmm. Did she apologize yet? Has she apologized? Kim Kimberella is. She is quiet. She is quiet. She is quiet. She is quiet. Um, I have a feeling that this is our first guest, but I definitely want to comment on this because okay. I have a lot okay. to say. Um, I think this is our first guest, Mr. Harold. I believe it's Leafall. Leffall. Um, he is talking about the I am, e- I am Enough Empowerment Campaign. You know, in the moment when women, minorities, and disabled um, and gays are being marginalized by political re- rhetoric, author and speaker Harold Lefall has launched the I Am Enough Campaign to serve as a reminder to communities that they matter and have power to determine their own destiny. So um, I invited him to the show. I'm excited for, to have him on and to hear all that he has to say about his campaign. So welcome to the show, Mr. Harold Leafall. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, Will. How are you? Doing very well. We were getting ready to have a heated discussion, but we're going to put that on pause um, to welcome oh, you okay. to the show. Yes. So so tell us a little bit about yourself. So um, I, I grew up in Oakland, and I started a, a business called The Fall and Sunday DC when I was uh, 29. Mm-hmm. And uh, the business uh, went on to be um, somewhat successful. But I started the business because as a kid, I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Like so many people, I think what we're called to do and become is often revealed to us when we're young, but people often talk us out of it. Mm. Um, but I um, started the business really because I, I had a job that I just didn't like, and I had a supervisor that just didn't like me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it pushed me and forced me to, to pursue my dream. And sometimes uh, things that look like adversity really are a blessing in disguise. And so I started this business, and the business became really successful. I ended up being uh, in Black Enterprise in Essence wow. uh, because of the success of the business. Uh, but it's so interesting because people were looking at me thinking like, oh, he's this successful guy. But all along, I struggled with not feeling like I was um, worthy of the success that I had achieved. Yes. I was the first one in my family to, to go to college and was the first one in my family to, quote, unquote, make it. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so while, all I, while I was getting all of this, these accolades, Inside, I didn't feel like I was deserving and worthy of, of that success. Mm-hmm. Well, so is so is this where you came up with the the concept for the I am enough empowerment campaign? Uh, yes, definitely. Because one of the things that I that I know for sure is that if we're to be honest, mm-hmm. all of us struggle with um, feeling uh, not feeling enough mm-hmm. and feeling like we. Um, don't have what it takes or don't feel like we're worthy of uh, success or that we are able to handle the, ch- the challenges that, that life presents us. And for me, because it has always been a struggle and issue for me, I thought it important to begin to share some of the lessons that I've learned on my journey from falling down, getting back up, and really discovering that uh, as opposed to looking for external validation, mm-hmm. the real gift uh, for all of us is when we stop looking for other first to validate us and then we really discover ourselves. And so the I Am Enough campaign really started out as a workshop, mm-hmm. just um, my wanting to get back to share some of the strategies and tools that I picked up along the way uh, to help empower other folks mm-hmm. because um, in this climate that we're living in, where to be different is often viewed as a deficient right. art, uh, uh, um, we have to reclaim our own power and empower ourselves to know that our deficiencies don't mean that we are, are less than. Right. And so the workshop, and so the campaign really started as a workshop, and the interest was so high and intense folks are like, well, how do we keep this going on? Because one of the things that I know about building your confidence and self-esteem is not a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. It's an everyday process. You know, every day, you know, you got to work on reprogramming your mind. I tell people this all the time that we were born for success, but oftentimes we've been programmed for failure. Mm. We've been receiving messages from those around us as we were growing up that, you can't do this, you can't have that because of this, you're too that, you're too this. And those messages have stuck with us. And so oftentimes we spend a lifetime trying to unlearn those messages or we just simply live those messages out and live a life 
um, that's very limited and not the life that we were meant to live. Right, right. Wow. So for, for you, what does enough mean? Enough means for me that my dreams are bigger than my problems. Enough for me means that I don't become overwhelmed when life hits me. Because mm-hmm. life hits us all. And it is having that assurance that I'll get through whatever I'm going through. Right. For example, last year I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where did this come from? And it really kind of um, really challenged my faith at, 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 at times. Um, but when I was able to get filled and um, get centered and remember who I am and whose I am, I was able to kind of uh, pull from within the power to get through all the treatments I had to go through, to get through, you know, that, the, the treatments that I had to go through. Right, right. Well, mm-hmm. So, um why why do you think so many people feel that they're not enough? A lot of it has to do when we were growing up, you know, and, and, and getting those messages that, you know, you can't do this because your family lives in this community or you can't have this because, you know, you're not brilliant in this area. I know for me personally, because I grew up in the hood, uh, was on welfare. My dad was what I call a pharmaceutical entrepreneur. Gotcha. <laughs> not, gotcha. The, not the legal kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, gotcha. People put limitations on who they thought I, I could be because of, of, those, of those factors. But, um, and so that, that stayed with me. And I think for many of us, we get those messages, uh, limiting messages, um, Maybe from family, teachers that um, that told us that we couldn't do certain things for whatever reason, and we believe them. And so many of us kind of grapple and struggle with because our heart is telling us we can do it, but that programming is saying that no, you can't. And mm-hmm. So most of us struggle with going from faith to fear, faith to fear a lot. And so a lot of it happens in in, in our childhood. So with let's go back to your to the campaign a little bit. So how long has the campaign been in existence? The campaign actually started just four months ago. And oh, okay. Started off as a a workshop, and then what happened was the elections occurred, mm-hmm. and people who had uh, attended the workshops were sending me messages and calling me, all in the uproar, and everybody was kind of nervous about what's going to happen, how is this going to affect my dreams and visions. And, and um, so it really accelerated from just being a workshop to being a campaign because we wanted to create a community where folks felt empowered, um, where folks could be affirmed so that they wouldn't be distracted by the shifts in the political season. Because if you are watching the news and you're uh, uh, looking at the elections, course fear is going to fit in because there's this unknown but being enough is having the assurance within yourself to know that no matter what comes no matter what changes happen on the outside mm-hmm. i'm gonna be okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna be good and to remain focused on your dreams and visions and not get caught up in 
you know, the changes that are happening in the political landscape. Wow. Well, you know what? So this whole season, the, the theme is naked, no longer ashamed, because we, I really want to focus on living an authentic life. And I know a lot of people say that it's becoming a little bit cliche, but I really want to get to the root of who I am and accepting who I am wholeheartedly. Um, Shanika mm -hmm. and I were talking about your book and that we both want to read it. So living from within, mm -hmm. getting to the heart of true success, self-acceptance, and peace. W what went into, what were your thoughts about this book and, and what is it about? Well, for me, that, it, it was a journey because, again, I always was living this facade of a life. I was trying to be who I thought my mother wanted me to be, who right. my father expected me to be. And in that, I wasn't being authentic. So although I had external success, you know, I had money and I had all of the, the um, signs of success. Mm -hmm. Inside, I did feel good about myself. There was this void because I didn't feel like, I knew that I wasn't living my truth and wasn't being authentic. And one of the things that I have come to find out, when you finally accept all of who you are, right. flawed and all, and realize that you are uniquely divine by God as you are, just as you are. There's nothing you have to do to, to improve yourself for acceptance. When you learn to accept yourself, that's when you really step into your power. And your power is not tied to your bank account. It's not tied to your education. It's tied to your knowing that I'm good enough just as I am. I don't have to change anything about me. I don't have to compete or compare because comparison is the worst thing you can ever do because nobody can beat you at doing, being you. But when you start comparing yourself to other people, that's when the journey becomes a nightmare. And mm. so for me, it took me a long time to stop looking at other folks and thinking, oh, I wish I had what they have, or I wish I was more of this and more of that. I finally got to a place where I was just good with who I am mm. and understanding that who I am is, is good enough and that I am uniquely qualified to do what God called me to do. Did, and was that and, late in life? Was right? that as an adult when you when you that finally was very that was very late in life. Because mm. <laughs> okay. I'm there. I'm there. That, <laughs> yeah. That was very that was after forty years. Okay. You know, uh, up and down and going through life experiences and, you know, thinking that success would make me happy, thinking mm -hmm. that financial success would make me happy and and achieving that, there's a, there's a double-edged sword to achieving financial success because a lot of times we are in hot pursuit of that because we think that success is going to fill that void. That success is not going to fill that void if you're not being true to your call. Mm. And so for me, success was, um, it opened my eyes to the fact that, okay, I got all the success, but I still don't feel good. And one of the things that really... Uh, was challenging for me because I grew up without a, with, um, um, without a lot of money. Then as I um, started my business, I started making all, all this money. But because I was new to wealth and because I didn't feel that I was worthy, mm -hmm. I started sabotaging myself. And that's what we'll do. When you're not living your truth, you'll, we'll find ways to sabotage ourselves not even conscious of it, mm -hmm. you know. And so I built this big business that was doing great things, 
And then I started looking at it and realized that I started getting in my head and thinking, okay, how am I going to keep this up? How am I going to keep this facade up? Because to me, I knew it wasn't, I felt like I wasn't being my true self, you know? And so I started worrying about that. Mm -hmm. And as I started worrying about that, my business started to decline. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Hey, Harold. This is Raya, one of uh, Will's guest co-hosts. My question, hey, Rhea. Hi. My question for you is the, the journey. I know it's difficult mm-hmm. to go from I'm not enough to enough. How hard was that mm-hmm. journey for you? Was it really challenging? Oh, absolutely. I mean, challenging to the point where, you know, I, th- I think getting to I am enough requires that we go through what, what I call dark night of the soul, where you don't know what's on the other side. You're in this dark place where you don't know how you're going to get out. And most of the time when we're in that space, we tend to go back to what's normal, what's comfortable. And what's normal and comfortable may be painful, but it's familiar pain. So I may come from a place where I have always felt less than, and so I will go back to just getting into that space and getting into that place. We all know folks that stay in a place uh, complaining and murmuring about things. Uh, for me, getting to a place of realizing I am enough is going through that dark dark night of the soul of that dark period and trusting that I could get through it um, whole and complete. Um, part of my process was um, getting to I am enough was really losing everything financially. So mm-hmm. I went from having this multi-million dollar business to having nothing. And I no longer had those things that once I thought defined me. Right. So it was in having nothing that I really discovered myself. Mm-hmm. I really discovered that if, whether I had nothing in the bank or $500,000 in the bank, I was still who I was and I was still and I was still good, and I could still have joy, and I could still have happiness from either spectrum. And so I used to to think that my value was tied to my wealth or my income. Mm -hmm. And so it took me getting down to nothing and realizing that I was still valuable even without the wealth and even without the money. And so for me, it was a journey of, really reprogramming my mind because a lot of the stuff that I believed growing up just simply wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And what I know about life is that sometimes we have these beliefs. We don't even know where they came from. Right. You know, we just think and we act a certain way just because that's what we've been taught and told. And so for me, it was also challenging some of those belief systems that I grew up with. For example, one of the things that I remember growing up, uh, my mom, when things were going really good in our life, uh, my mom would say, oh, something bad is getting ready to happen. Oh. Things are going too well. And so I used to have that mindset. So when things in my life were going good, I would think that something bad is going to happen. And yeah. inevitably, when you start thinking that way, guess what? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And so for me, it was really about realizing that I have the power to control my destiny mm-hmm. and that it's the, the thoughts that I think that really dictate the life that I will will lead, and that my, my real power is, is is in my head and my heart, it's not external. Wow. Okay, wonderful. 
Hello, Harold. My name is Shanika, and I am also a guest co-host for the evening. And my question is, what does a person, what should a person expect to learn at your uh, at your workshop? So one of the things that I think it is so important that, that I try to convey is that you are your rescue. You are the solution. Mm-hmm. Too often we're looking for other folks to rescue us, to kind of save us. No, it's you, the person that you look in the mirror at in the mirror. That's the person that's going to get you out of, out of your mess. That's the person that's going to get you uh, to your destiny, to your dreams. But we have to convince ourselves. And mm-hmm. a lot of it is, again, retraining our, our mind and our thoughts. Because when I lived in Atlanta, I met this elderly lady who, who taught me a word that I had never heard of. She said, baby, you know, so many folks are spending too much time in worryation. Worryation. And worryation, you know, we just worry about everything, mm-hmm. you know. And part of what we do in the workshop is give folks strategies to disrupt worryation, mm-hmm. disrupt those thoughts that uh, folks struggle with in terms of the doubt and the fear that keeps us bound, that keeps us procrastinating, which keeps us putting life on hold, exactly. which makes oh us my God, exactly. further feel like we're not enough. Yes. So the more we push our dreams and visions aside and delay them, we start to sink into this feeling of, okay, well, I really can't do this, you know. Our idea, you know, we're brilliant with our excuses, so we tell ourselves, well, in six months, I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. Six months comes, and, you know, we're three months when this happens, and we're looking for this perfect time to mm-hmm. move forward with our dreams, and there's no perfect time. There's right. no perfect um, time to move forward. The perfect time is right now. Mm-hmm. And w- one of the things in the African-American community I think that has not served us well, well is that we fear failure so much that when we experience failure, oftentimes we'll just give up. What we don't know is failure is a pathway to success. If you don't have failure, how are you going to grow and expand? Failure, it's through my failures that I really uh, learned how strong I was, where I really developed my strength, and I really realized that I had bounce back skills. You know, I was able to to fall down and get back up. But each time I got back up, I was a little smarter, I was a little wiser, and I had more confidence. That's where confidence and courage comes in when you are faced with a challenge and you fall down, but you get back up. Too often times, people fall down and they just stay down and they become one of those people that I always say you either become bitter or you become better when you go through adversity. And if you come, become bitter, then you're just going to stay stuck. Wow, I like, I'm writing that down. Bitter or better. That's tweetable. Right. So, Harold, are you looking to make this a national campaign? Absolutely. I think it's so necessary. You know, I keep getting calls from both all over the country. Yeah. Like, when are you going to bring I Am Enough to my city and yeah. to my community? Because people need to be reminded in this time when things seem so hopeless, people need to be reminded that. God is still in control, and hope is still real, and that if you can still dream it, you can have it. But you can't just dream it and it's going to appear. You're going to have to go through a process. Mm -hmm. Through that process, we want to rally around you as a community to help keep pushing you forward because we all all need to be supported and encouraged. I love what the Bible says about David. 
David had to encourage himself in the Lord. We have to do that, but it's awfully easier to get to where you want to go and you can go if you have a couple of folks that are rooting for your rise, rooting for your success. And that's what the I Am campaign is about. Uh, campaign is about. It's helping to root for the success of those folks that, are, that want to go higher, that want to, do, to dream bigger, and want to realize the dreams because at the end of the day, the only person that's holding you back is the person in the mirror that we look at every day. That's the only person. Nobody else is holding you back. That's Nobody. Right. We can get rid of that you know, and we can get rid of the excuse that, well, because of this, because I grew up here, because I, right. this happened to me and this, you got to let that, you got to write a new story. Mm-hmm. You got to create a new story, and only you can do that for yourself. Because um, my co-facilitator, Wanda L. Floyd, who also facilitates the workshop, you know, folks are, are just amazed at her story. Here you have a woman who has eight children. She was married two times, had two sets of twins, um, endured abuse, verbally and physical abuse, mm-hmm. dropped out of high school, uh, is partially blind in one eye because of the abuse, has gone on to start successful business, uh, writing books, speaking all over, with eight kids, went back to college with eight kids. You know, so there's just, that there's just no reason why we can't achieve anything that we set our mind to. But, but it takes work. It takes, it takes work. work and it and takes discipline, yeah. getting up. Yeah, it takes getting up every time you fall. Yeah. And it takes uh, courage. It takes courage to, to, to get up. So, Harold, how can we follow you, number one? And two, how can we get involved with this the movement? It'll be, it would be nice if you had, like, a facilitator training so people mm-hmm. can take this all over the country. I don't know if you've thought oh, about I that. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah. Um, well, we are revamping uh, our website. But for now, you can go to haroldlefall.com. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the website is getting, uh, getting revised as we speak to have more information about the campaign. Um, you can also um, follow me on uh, or me on Facebook or follow me on Facebook at Harold LaFall Jr. Um, but it's 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 a movement that that whose time has come. You know, exactly. it's time for us to to really stop about stop talking about what we gonna do mm-hmm. and finally and do begin it. to do it. And so the I Am Enough campaign is really uh, set up to to get real strategy, real strategy because what we don't do is just get people hot. We want to get people, we give people instructions and, and the how-tos because I, I think that's the critical piece that is often missing for us is the, the how-tos because many of us just don't have the, have role models or mentors to, to kind of, you know, show us the way mm-hmm. and to keep us encouraged when we fall down and, we, and, and to um, remind us that when we fall down, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. See, when I was when I first started my business, my first business, I didn't know that failure was a part of the journey. So I panicked when things didn't work out the way that I had hoped. But that's just a part of the journey. Had I had a mentor to tell me, you know, nah, man, that's that's just a part of it. You just gotta go through it. Just keep going. You get to the other side of that, it's gonna be okay. You know. But many of us have folks that don't have the dreams and visions, so the moment we hit a wall and we tell our friends and family about it. They tell us, you know, give up, go and go get a regular job, and go do this because right. 
you know, that that's their that's their perspective. That's where their vision lies. And mm-hmm. so you have to surround yourself with folks that have larger visions that that are looking to go higher, that are looking to push themselves beyond what they are. Okay. So you know what I want? This is an off the wall question, but I want that I like that black and white T shirt. It looks really classy. Can I get it on your website? Mm-hmm. I yeah, want, I yeah. Want I want yeah. it. I want that T-shirt. Gotta get the I am enough yes. T-shirt. Yeah, you can order it actually on the Facebook uh, at oh, on Facebook. the uh, okay. shop. There's a shop button at Harold Paul Jr. Uh, you can order the I am enough T-shirt. And it's funny every time folks wear it, you know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't even know what it's about, but they yeah. like the, the, the they like the state. It's a sharp you know? T-shirt. Yeah. And, and, I'm and, and, and it's and it's so important because. We have to remind ourselves every day I am enough because every day we're all confronted with different challenges that kind of shape us. Right. And so, you know, you get a, a bill that you expect in, in the mail or, you know, you find out that your company is downsizing. In those moments, you've got to remind yourself that I'm enough. Right. I've never failed to make it before. You know, I'm still here, mm-hmm. but I've never failed to make it. Right. Things may have not turned out the way I wanted to, them to turn out. But I never failed to make it. I never failed to get back up right. once I uh, had fallen down. Wow. That was good. That's that, good. That was, that I, was I, good. I, yeah. You have encouraged a lot of people. You have. Yeah. yeah. Th- Harold, oh. man, thank you for coming on the show. Um, well, I can't wait to have you back me. on. Once things get a little further along, we're going to have you back so that we can catch on. And think, okay. about, think, of, think about that facilitator training. I would be happy okay, to I come. I definitely will. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Have a good evening. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. 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 Can I just say this? The, yeah. the road of self, like self-discovery, of mm-hmm. figuring out who you are and that you are enough, I could say it feels like you're being dragged across hot coals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the most painful. Any type of yet, stretching. Yeah, it, it hurts. Is. My pastor it, talked about that Sunday, yeah. It's the most painful yet rewarding thing you will ever yeah. do in your life. But it when is. you're in it, honey, it's hard. Yes. We're going to take a quick commercial break and come back and we're going to get to your discussion about that Kim Burrell woman. Absolutely. All right. You're listening to Let's Face It. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Let's Face It with Bill Strayhorn and Friend. We'll be right back. You wanted to see me? Yes, please. Have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team, but... I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. We want to hire you. You're you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Peekaboo. Peekaboo. Smile. Smile, buddy. Come on. Smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. (sighs) Yeah. Maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby. I think his gums hurt. 
Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org signs or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. I heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online. For like a year, she couldn't take it anymore. So she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. You're now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Face It in the studio again with my girls Shanika and Rhea. Hey. Okay, let's get back on this talk with this Kim Burrell chick. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so you were saying about Andre. Th- yes. I, was, I, oh, I, let me play something about okay. for, from Andre. Um, he did this on his Facebook page. Let's see if he can play this right here. This is to Kim Burrell. I will see you in court January the 23rd. I have hit you with a lawsuit, season desist, a restrainer. You are not welcome to the Church of God in Christ Convention Center. If I'm anywhere in that building, 5,000 feet to 500 feet, you will be arrested. So you mention my name, I hit you with papers. Look it up. It's in St. Louis County um, Courts. I'm, I, you put you you put my name out loud. You bless me, I bless you. You go to court. Just- o'clock p.m. If you don't come, they will. Re- then you already got served because it got proof you got served. But if you do not come, I'm garnishing your checks. <laughs> so, 
this what you, when, when, when the Satan is trying to throw some doozy, that don't mean you go out and put that person on blast. But you around her t talking about me, dogging about me, talking about making a mock of God. How can I make a mock of God? I have a heart from God, and God used me. If God can use you, a dummy, and a, 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 a mistress, he can use, huh. and he definitely can use. Okay. Alrighty then. And for that reason, sewer. <laughs> sewer. I think you can say ass on this show, sewer. <laughs> sewer. Okay, so with Maybe all she'll that, think about before she call people name next time. Uh, with all that being said. Mm -hmm. Sue her. It's not gonna, it's I not wish gonna you would say my name, because I want a new car. Sewer. Yes. <laughs> and I, I think it's not the, the issue is not going to go away until she says something. She needs to come out with a statement. She's not going to come out with a statement. I mean, she has too many people her against her. Right. And, I mean, and not enough people that she probably thought were going to stand up for her or with her. Well, and then I, I feel like she feels that, that that was her statement. Like what, he, what she had to say was her statement, and she doesn't need to recant it. She doesn't need to do anything. She said what she mm -hmm. said that I think she meant with every word of what she said. So I don't really feel like it's anything that she's going to come back and do an apology. I didn't mean that because. And I believe in her mind, she feels like everything that she said was correct. So I, I, I'm, I'm with Will. I don't think that she's going to come and mm, say no, she, no. she, she apologized. She would have done it by now. Huh? She would have done it by now. Right. I don't think she's going to apologize, but it's not. Is she going to stay in hiding forever? She's going mm -mm. to have to she'll get back up. She'll ease back in. Without, how, do you, how does that happen without addressing the issue? She'll just do another room. sermon. Oh, I don't okay. know. She'll just. She'll <laughs> if, I was, if I was a fuck, excuse me, I need to ask a question. Yeah, all right. <laughs> like, what's going on? I mean, it's an right. elephant in a room. We cannot ignore it. So mm. the, the rug is going to get body big if we don't. Say something. But in, even in the sermon, I mean, you can you can hear the people in the in the. I guess she was at a church and mm -hmm. in her sermon, just you know, amen. But that is the experience in the black church. Trust me, I grew up in the church. I, I grew up in Church of God in Christ, and you cannot imagine growing up um, not really because I didn't really come to know who I was until I got in college. Mm -hmm. So all through high school, I had girlfriends and everything. I knew something was wrong. I knew, well, not wrong. I knew something was different. Correct that. I knew yeah, something was different about me. Um, and I've always heard that that was wrong, that was the spirit. Um, when my parents tried to find, when they found out about it, they told me that it was okay, uh, we can fix that. We, we're going to get you, we're going to fix you. Um, so they, they took me to psychiatrists and stuff like that, and then they tried to shield me from my friends. They thought it was an illness that I was going through, something that could be fixed. And in the black church, it's been my experience that that has been their mentality, that it's an it's a evil spirit. And that's why you have people, young kids nowadays, who grow up like that and they kill themselves. Exactly. Um, because for so long, and I've gone to the altar. I've gone to the altar to pray God take this away from me, mm -hmm. um, and nothing happened. And that's why you have so many heterosexual women now who have HIV, because men can't be themselves without this negative st stigma. So they're hiding behind having wives and they're having girlfriends. Right. And then, right. you know, because of their being careless, they're bringing things back home to the women. Right. Mm -hmm. So once I think once the black church and most, I'll say the church in particular, in general, um, reconciles their beliefs about homosexuality, um, then we can have an open dialogue and people can um, can start to make sense of these. Was that the phone ringing? Mm -mm. Okay. Um, can start to make sense of it. Um, so and I just think what Kim is doing, Kim grew up in the old church. That's what she was taught, um, that the Bible is a weapon and you beat people with it. And that's what she's just repeating. She's repeating that. Mm -hmm. But Kim has gay people doing her hair and her makeup. And I'm sure she don't sit there and act that way when, the, with the, when she's with them. Right. And so many people that I know have gay friends, and they don't think about what this is doing to them. Um, that's my rant for today. Right. Well, well, for me, I also, I, I also wonder when people are having these, these rants 
as you would say. These revelations from God. Right. Why is it that that's the only thing that they focus on? Like there's so many other sins and it's like, no, this one sin, this one sin is the one. That's the one that's going to send you to hit. Like why is it always that one when there's so many more? Because I feel like even with her making that statement, like you, you, the, in, even in your sermon, you joke this man mm-hmm. from saying oh, he doesn't know how to speak. So where does that fall in under a sin? Does, is that not some sort of sin under That's, something? Like, you know, I was having a conversation with Nate, and he was saying, I, I, not verbatim, but to paraphrase what he was saying, is it's easy for you to sit sit somewhere and to, and I don't say that homosexuality is a sin, but it's easy for you to point at somebody else who has a sin, and if you don't deal with that sin, to say it's wrong. But if you step on your feet, that's when you want to be defensive about things. So it's easy because she probably she, she wasn't born gay. So it's easy for her to sit there and say, you, 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 you're wrong. But she's not saying anything about fornication. When right. she was talking about right. when she had low self-esteem and she was sleeping around with all those ministers and stuff. She said that one time. She's not saying anything about that. But because her, her, the issue that she deals with is not homosexuality or lesbianism, she's, it's easy for her to throw that at other people. Right. And then those people who I found has been my experience. I always have to say it's been my experience. It's been my experience that the, the people who are the loudest talking about gay, Eddie Long, rest his soul, um, was really big was preaching about um, anti-gay issues. Mm-hmm. And we see what happens. Right. Usually you'll find that the people who are the loudest and the most adamant about um, preaching against a certain t- issue um, are the ones who have either dabbed in it or have a problem with it. Now they're, they're speaking from a place of insecurity. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people forget that judging also is yeah. a sin. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Lying is a sin. Right. Okay. Right. The list goes well, on. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Things that we do every day yeah. in our life right. Right. is a sin that we right. forget about. None of us have, have none of us are without sin. Right. None of us have, have are you know can cast that stone. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can't. Let me speak more. You right. can't, girl. I, I cannot cast no I cannot. stone. <laughs> I just need to be quiet. Say okay. <laughs> okay. Let's go to this other subject so I can calm my nerves a little bit. That issue that oof. I posted a a movie that BET did was a wonderful documentary. It's called Holler If You Hear Me. Hear Me. It's about being gay in the black church. Very well done. I posted it on my Facebook page. Um, and I did an experiment experiment yesterday because um, I told you I'm deleting people. So I posted a comedy. I think I did the one about um, the one about the unfriending people and mm-hmm. blocking people. Mm-hmm. That was a, a prelude to what I was about to do. Okay. And then I posted something else, and then I posted that, the, the movie about um, b- being black and gay in the church. Okay. And I posted that in the middle of the other two, purposely. People skipped all around that. I had one person who t- typed, um, thanks for sharing. And then I had Nate who typed, wow. But nobody liked it. I know people saw it because I could see people seeing it. Right. But people were liking it. They're, going gaga over the comedy one and laughing at the other thing which I was I think I did a post on um, why millennials are leaving the church or right, something like right. that they were liking that but purposely people are afraid to deal with the issue of homosexuality in the church right. especially in the black church mm-hmm. and I'm like why 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 is it still such an issue why are we still dealing with this issue in 2017 it's not stopping the problem is making, I think, to me, it's just making relations back. A lot of people are leaving churches. Right. Now, yeah. I joined church last Sunday because I told oh, you I was right. never joining church. I did join, join Grove. Grove Church and, yeah, and yeah, church. Yeah. Um, I did it through the phone because they weren't judging me. So I, I texted. You can text in our church to join. So I did that. Really? I'll be having my, my you know, membership meeting soon. 
But you know, Pastor was here for what in December. Yeah, in December. Um, and December. he is the realist, not a word, but yeah. he's the most realist pastor I've ever sat under. Um, and he said in church that we're going to talk about all issues, yeah. all issues during this year in church. And um, that just touched me right there. So something just said, this is, this is where you need to be. Mm-hmm. So I joined mm-hmm. church on Sunday. But okay, let's move forward. I have Angelina Jolie. Okay, you know, so she, she, has, a bio, she has a daughter that she adopted from Ethiopia um, from birth, um, Zahara. And Zahara's mom, the daughter's now 12 years old. Um, Zahara's mom, which is Mintawa, whatever, I'm not sure. But she was forced to give the baby up because she was raped. So um, Angelina Jolie came over. I think, I, I believe her and Brad, yeah, Brad came over, and they adopted her and brought her back. Um, now what she wants is she wants to be a part of the teenager's life. She's not asking to have her back in her care. In fact, she says that um, she wants Angelina Jolie to get full custody of the daughter you know, because of her split with Brad Pitt. But what she says, she said, I don't want my daughter back, but just to be in contact with her and be able to call her up and talk with her. Um, she says she's praised the, the couple on how they raised her um, and men that they've done, every, they've given her everything that she couldn't, um, that she's been more of a mother to her than she ever could. But she, um, but she just wants, but she misses her. And she said that she wants to be able to call her up. She says she hasn't had any type of contact with the child, but she just wants to be able to call her up sometime and whatever. So what do you think about that? Do you think she should have that right? I do. I do, too. I, I mean, it's not as though that she was removed from her mother's care because of neglect or abuse or something to that extent. But what you're saying is because of their, um, their laws. Their laws and I think it was because she's in Africa. I'm, I'm not, it was Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Yeah. yeah um, that's their laws there. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. I think she's going to want, as she gets older, she's going to want to know her mother. Yeah. And if she finds out that Angelina or Brad blocked her from meeting her mother, she's going to have resentment towards uh-huh. them. And everybody needs to know where they came from. Right. Because regardless, it's like nature versus nurture. You can right. nurture me, but I need to know where I really exactly. came from. And yeah. you know what? I forgot. Angelina and them, they were told that she had died from AIDS. <sighs> so Angelina and them, they, they, when they adopted her, they thought the parents were dead. So then it came back later on that the mother was alive and she wanted to have this relationship. I don't know how I would feel about that. I don't know how I would feel. You don't know how you would feel about the, the about mother wanting my ch- to... About, um, because I, I have an adopted sister. Um, and she was with us from very young, like, what, three years old, I believe. And then I realized, I remember how it was, how I felt when I found out that later in life, which is probably, she is probably about 30 maybe. Mm-hmm. To my knowledge, it might have been younger, about 30, wanting to look for her family and then finding her family and spending time with her family. I felt hurt. I don't know why I felt hurt. Then I would see her post pictures about, you know, she was with her mom or she was whatever. And I was like, for so long, I was, we were that family. I don't know. I felt betrayed. That was the word. Well, I felt betrayed. But you probably felt that way because you 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 probably looked at it as a sense of my parents took care of you. My you were in our home, you know, and and although you all were siblings, it's like, well, why why are we not enough? Right. I am enough campaign. <laughs> but you, you know, but you I need my t shirt. Right. I think I think it's I think you are enough, but it's something about your mom, no matter how bad she treats you, even if she was the worst mom in the world. I mean, I see this when I used to work in foster care. They're for, the foster children still want their mom. I love my mom. I want to be my mom, not to put anything aside from the people that have um, 
not uh, not to put anything aside to their adoptive or foster parent. Mm. It's just something about that bond between a mother and a child that nothing can break. They will go through mm. the fire mm-hmm. to get to their parents. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to hear what you have to say. 683-4405-757. 683-4405. me introduce our guest coming up first before we um, chime in. We have Miss Johanna Durbalowski. She's going to talk about the transformation promise. She's developed also the quantum heart field experience, and she is a metaphysical teacher and healing coach. And she's going to talk to us about how we can transform our lives um, by first transforming our thinking. Um, okay. So she's going to call in in a few minutes. But did you have anything else to say on that? Well, uh, not really. Okay. I didn't have much to add, <laughs> add to it. I just, well, maybe I did. I, I don't know. I just, I don't think you should feel betrayed, though. I I, I, I agree with Raina. It's just. Raya. You're fine. Raya. Yeah. Yes. She got you. I, I did. She got me right the first time. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> I can't help. Right. Because I, I have a problem with people. But anyway, yeah. pronounce my name. But I, I agree. I, it is something about you wanting to know where you come from. Where you from. come from, yeah. And it's not necessarily anything against the family that you're with, mm. whether it be an open adoption or a closed adoption or whatever the case may be. I just think that people want to know that where did I come from? Do do you know what is what are my parents like? What are do I have siblings? What are they like? Am I like them? It's something to um to compare, if you will, with like like oh wow, I look like my brothers and my sisters, or I look yeah. like my mother, or mm-hmm. I look like or where I can get that. So I, I think it I don't think that's why I don't think you should feel have that feeling, although I understand where it comes from, but for a child that has been adopted or in foster care, things of that nature, I think that they, they do want to know, you know, not, and not necessarily to build bonds with with their biological family or whatnot, but just to know, mm-hmm. just to have this, okay, well, if I, if you know, if something's going wrong, I can, I can relate it back to, okay, well, yeah, my father had this or my mother had this or my sister. Right, right, right. So whatever the case may be. So I think, I think for a lot of times – that's what it's for. Mm, okay. Uh, while we wait for our next guest to call in, what do you have on your heart, Raya? What's, what, what else is going on in the world? That well, you know, Saturday is the Million Women's March in DC. I did not know anything about it. Women, Million Women's March. You didn't hear about how many? How it was so many? Uh, there were more buses, yes. bus permits being requested for the march than it was for the did inauguration. So it was twelve hundred buses being requested for the Millions Women March, and then only two hundred requested parking permits so for buses that for the inauguration. So it's a significant difference. Uh-huh. Yes. But it all started off on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it was um, some women who had a had an outcry on social media and it just been picked up. And it's mm-hmm. supposed to be one of the largest demonstrations right. that for right. us to have. Okay, we're gonna come back to this. All right, you're on Let's Face it. Welcome to the show. Is this Miss Durbalowski? Yes. Hi, how are you? This is Will. Hi, I'm good. That's good. You're, you're live you. on the show. Thanks for calling in. Um, we, I, d- I did my introduction of you talking about the transformation promise. Can you just sum up? What, what is the transformation promise? How did that come about? Well, first of all, it's an honor and pleasure for me to be on your show. Thank you. And um, the transformation promise is a book that I wrote to help people deal with transformation and also to come to realize that that's what's always happening. We're always in transformation. Okay. So, and, and 
from your experience, how can one really find peace in life's uncertainty? The, the best way to find peace is to accept what is. So you start with totally accepting your situation wherever you are at right now as that that is what's happening. That's what's happening right now. And from that acceptance, you can look out again. And you can see, where am I going from here? What are the openings? Where are the new roads to take? Okay. So first, and, so you're saying first accept what's going on is really going in, not trying to, not trying to avoid the situation, but accepting that you are experiencing, um, I guess, this, this temporary situation. Is that what you're saying? Well, everything is temporary. Right. There, um, everything is changing every moment. So you know the moment you accept it, it won't last forever. Okay. So the next moment will be a different moment and a new opportunity and a new thought to come in. Okay. Hey, Ms. Johanna, this is Raya, one of the guest co-hosts. What is, hi. Hi. What is the key to a smooth transformation? The key, to, the key is to let go, to forgive and to let go. Because what we do is when we, when we go into transformation or something has happened, a situation has happened, or, you know, it could be a natural disaster or it could be a personal disaster or it could be a personal new situation that comes up that's good. Um, we cannot fully step with all our wits into a new situation if we're holding on to what we're leaving behind. So the faster we let go of everything and everybody, the, e the easier it is for us to be in the moment and have everything available in that moment. Okay. That makes sense to me. Okay. Right. Hello, Ms. Johanna. This is Shanika, another guest co-host. I would like to know if you can tell me about the tools in your toolbox for transformation. Well, one of, one of the, my favorite tools in life is the Ho'oponopono, which is the Hawaiian um, healing method of letting go, which also is, you know, accepting the situation, a lot of forgiving and letting go. And, um, you know, right now with everything going on in the world, mm -hmm. we're really put face-to-face -face with a lot of adversity. Sure. And we're also seeing a lot of ugliness mm -hmm. come up. So when we see that, we can never change another person. There's no way you can change another person. They have to do the change themselves. But when we see racism, when we see hatred of any kind, we have the opportunity to look inside ourselves and see, where do I hate? What do I hate? Where am I a racist? Where am I not where I want to be? Right. So then you work on yourself, and you forgive yourself for that, and you use all these beings that are around right now that rub you maybe the wrong way to clean up your own act to become a better person. Wow. So you said, what was the name of it again? You said Puhu, what was it? Ho'oponopono. Oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> all right, thank you. But the, the idea is really that you you have your life and you have your universe your universe right and so if you are confronted with something that 
if something is really upsetting to you, mm -hmm. then it usually corresponds to something inside. Oh. Actually, you know, a little bit earlier you were um, talking with somebody that the, the biggest people with a problem with homosexuality are right. to you the ones that are carrying some issues inside. Right, exactly. Having to do with that. Oh. So when you use this to actually work on yourself and become a better person yourself, then, you know, you can show a pathway for other people. Hey, look, I was like that, mm -hmm. and... I saw that this is not the right way. Mm -hmm. And that opens the door for other people to change rather than telling them, oh, you're wrong and I'm right because we know where that ends. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> wow. Okay, so with so much going on, like you were saying earlier in the world, we have you know hate coming from certain political figures and wars and crime, hunger, so many things going on in the world. W what are your thoughts about transforming the world? <laughs> Well, like I said, you can only transform yourself, and the more you inspire people to transform yourself, to transform themselves by showing how to do it. You know, if, if I become a better person, it will affect anybody around me, mm -hmm. and it might inspire them to become a better person and them to become a better person and, and so on, and that's how things change okay. because at some point the tipping point is reached, and then... You know, everybody will wake up to that next level. Mm, okay. So what I think we're going through right now is the the underbelly is exposed, <laughs> right? And it, and it gives us an opportunity to really step forward and and you know be like Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> okay. You know, come forward and do it differently. Do it by showing that you can be better than that. Right. I get that. So if each of us change, before we know it, the whole world's changed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that kind of reminds me of the lady um, that when Obama was first started campaigning, and it was like eight people in a room, and she yelled, fired up and ready to go. Mm -hmm. And it takes, she took that one statement, and he started using it mm -hmm. when all his um, campaigns. Okay. And oh, yeah, I remember. She was, and then from there, if you change one small town, it can change the state. Mm -hmm. It can change the United States. It can change the country. Right. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Mm -hmm. So how was your philosophy? Yeah, and I mean, with all this uh, negative and hateful stuff going on, we also have a lot of really beautiful stuff going on. Right. right. That's true. And we, we live in a, in a polarity, <laughs> in a dual universe. So we are always confronted with light and dark. Mm hmm and then we have to make a choice. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how is your philosophy different from um, from other self-help books? What would people benefit from reading your book? Well, I don't there's no, nothing dogmatic about my philosophy. I don't tell you how to live your life or what to do or what will get you on what path. <laughs> All I'm saying is look at where you're at and find your own path from who you are that works for you. So it's very individual. It's, it goes from I'm here, this is where I want to go, whether or not that is with the religion or with science or whatever, it doesn't make any difference. The difference is that you find your own center and go from there on your path. Okay, so what... 
why do you think that loving yourself is so important? Why, why love and why is loving yourself so important? Well, I believe, which um, by no means has to be what anybody else believes, I believe that love is our essence. That's who we are. In our essence, we are the energy of love. True. But you, if you were not here, you wouldn't have any life experiences because you're not here. So in essence, you are the most important person in your life because without yourself, you're not here. Right. Okay. So to love yourself is essential <laughs> because um, that's where everything starts. Mm -hmm. And also you cannot and uh, believe Jesus said that to love your neighbor as you love yourself. As you love yourself. And it's very simple because you can't love other people more than you love yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you don't love yourself, you're going to always struggling with loving everybody else. Yeah. Or you can become dependent on other people. To yeah, right. Um, mm -hmm. Always chasing and thirsting for other people to love you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or compliments. Or yeah, but it doesn't work because nobody can ever fill that void. Exactly. And, you know, and I, I also believe we're here to, you know, be the expression of divine love energy mm -hmm. on this planet. True. And in order to do that, we're going to have to love ourselves and accept that this is our role. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we can't bring love and peace anywhere. Mm -hmm. Wow. So with, with so much pain and suffering going on, like you were saying earlier, what's your take on all of that? Well, pain and suffering are great motivators. Um, and I think I, I can say that for almost everyone. When we're feeling really good, we get lazy and we sort of enjoy just living day in, day out. But as soon as pain hits, wherever it hits, we wake up. It's a really good, let me get your attention alarm clock. Mm -hmm. And so that becomes the moment when we search again and we say, oh, okay, well, I have this pain. I want to find a solution to that. And then, you know, we evolve. Unfortunately, um, you know, I know I, I've said that many times. I said, oh, I will do all this when I, you know, don't have the pain. But as soon as the pain is gone, it tapers off really fast, mm -hmm. you know, all the goals and ideas that I had. Okay. So so when we are in pain, then, then we wake up. Wow. So do you provide any pri um, private sessions? Yeah, I do private sessions um, only over the phone okay. or Skype, so I'm not location-bound, and uh, work mostly on raising people's energy and finding what, what holds us back. And how, so, how do people contact you to, to look into your counseling sessions? Um, I have a website quantumheartfield.com that's like quantum as in physics the heart as the thing beating in your chest mm -hmm. and field as in meadow.com okay. <laughs> and okay. uh, it has all the information on there and I also have a Facebook site the transformation promise where can people pick up a copy of the book itself the transformation promise 
the books available on Amazon okay. at the moment and some selected bookstores, but mostly Amazon. Oh, Amazon. Okay. Awesome. Well, Johanna, thank you so much for calling into the show, giving us this information. Um, we really, really appreciate you calling in. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed being here. Thank you. You have a good evening. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. Love yourself first. I like it. I do too. Love yourself first. Okay. Who did we leave off with? The Million Women March. Oh, yes. That's right. About all these. Oh, no, are, are you going? I'm not going. I wish I could go, but I'm not going to be able and, to go. And it's not on Inauguration it's Day. It's Saturday, the day after. Okay. But, of course, they're inviting men to come up there, too. But they think it's going to be one of the largest. Um, Turnouts. Mm-hmm. And this happened who? It just started, out of the blue. Out the outcry on some feminists. Had it's not the Black Lives Matter people. Is it? It's not. Okay. Some was people it the strong just, movement or something? Was it that? Was it called the strong movement? What I found yeah. it was just was spo- it was a spontaneous feminist rally cry on social media, okay. mm-hmm. and it just spiraled from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if anyone else knows anything about it, please call us in at seven five seven six eight three four four zero five. We'd love to hear more about it. Absolutely. I want to get Nikki on it. We want you to speak <laughs> at the Million Women's March. <laughs> and their focus is so broad. Yeah. Um, they're focusing on the environment, legal abortions, prisoners' rights, voting rights, um, the affordable health care, gun safety, safety, racial and gender equality, and um, raising minimum wage. So they're, t- they're covering all topics. Their cause is very broad. All on Saturday. <laughs> it's going to be a long day. It's a long day. <laughs> a long, hope the weather's good. No, I can't ever go nowhere and just focus. I can't oh, go to the mall. I'm just going to get one thing. Lies. And I think that's, that can be um, our downfall. You're not focusing. You want to do so much. Wanna, right. Because there's so right. much going on. Right. right. And we got to need to narrow it down a little mm-hmm. bit. But I'm glad it's happening. I'm yeah, glad I, am. I am too. Um, I, am. I, hope it, I hope it's a success. Right. I think right. it will be. I think it definitely because w- w- women and just people are looking for something to hold on to. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So I think that it, it would definitely be be a success. Okay. And considering that they have, you know, 2,000 bus permits. That is I know. <laughs> and it kind of reminds me of Hidden Figures. Right. I mean, right. did you see the movie? Hidden Not Figures? yet. Oh, it's a phenomenal movie. I, I keep hearing. You saw it? No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't seen it. Okay, well, we're not, we won't talk about it. We'll but I, I keep hearing that it's, it's wonderful. It's a I phenomenal movie. It. And it just shows the one, the Looking power of date. women. Looking for a date. Go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> you, just, you just threw me off. <laughs> Okay, was that like a request for a date? <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear anything. Did you hear something? <laughs> just putting it out That's there. That's there. Is this just in case call in? Is that a call in? Six eight three four four zero five. If anybody wants to take them out. Personal cell is good. Right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, on to a lighter subject that doesn't have anything really to do with um, Trump. And mm-hmm. The entertainers. Bravo. Let's talk about the new gay male model for Maybelline. And his name on um his he was noticed on YouTube. He has a YouTube channel, and his name is Manny, the makeup artist. Mm-hmm. And I, d- I he's fabulous to me. He's just he's just he's but he is fabulous. What? Oh, what? Is well, you it? know, Caitlyn Jenner is doing back. Well, he's a Mac line. He's gonna be. He's gonna have a Mac line. Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, oh, for real? For really? Oh, I, thought was, I thought it was. 
You gotta beat that man up. I can't. I can't. I cannot. <laughs> I knew it was a makeup line She's that he still was a man. Like, you know yes. What? Oh my gosh. I, I, I okay. So <laughs> I knew that it was makeup, but I did not know it was Mac. I did That's not good. know. Well, I guess well. Think minds, church people just gotta catch up with it. Minds, you know, things are right. just taking things, some time. Uh, right, things are you know. evolving more and more, and you don't have to agree uh, with it. Just get with it. Just get right with because it because well, you're gonna lose your TV show. You're gonna lose your radio show. She was saying that she ain't never sold gold albums. She ain't, she never gonna sell them now. She ain't gonna sell no platinum either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got kicked off Ellen. I see. All behind your mouth. But okay. That's that okay. I've never heard of Manny. That's good. Right. Um. He and it's actually it's 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 funny because um he actually had a picture up on YouTube and then Maybelline reposted oh. his picture and he he had a um, he had made a statement that he was really excited about it. Yeah. So he's he's so he's working with them wow, okay. on their their brand. Well, he's a part of the brand. Now does he go by he is he trans cuz by the picture I can't tell. Is he trans? Or? No, he doesn't he do, he doesn't That's seem, not trans. No, That's, he's just He goes to the gym and yeah, and his can Nikki can you get the picture flawless. of this, please? Because I'm trying to. I asked a question. She's not giving me the right answer. <laughs> I'm trying to get Manny. Manny's not trans, but he just does makeup. He, he just has no makeup. But he's he's, he's a makeup artist. artist. Yes, yes, he's just a makeup artist. I don't think Manny wants you to call him her. Manny don't want to go by Manny. I don't yes, think. he does. That's his. That's really? His, yes. And you know what's you know what's so I can't I can't, I can't. And well I'm, I was and just I'm, saying and I'm just entertaining it like right. I don't even hear you. <laughs> you gotta leave that. Good, good luck. Well, I don't want to lose my well, TV show, my radio show. Right. So be quiet. And look, your but, future TV show is on its way. Say, let's not. Let's not. Right. And then you know, all right, man. You did. You did that. He, he right. did. Yes. Beat that face. Okay, but my question is, my question is. Now that Maybelline has, and I guess, and obviously Mac. Yeah. So, do you think that now this opens up the doors for other um, makeup companies or makeup lines to draw in more men? I think. Or YouTube sensations. I think or? if it uh, appeals to their brand. Now, Mac has always been cutting edge. Maybelline, maybe they're trying to rebrand themselves, but I don't. You know, Eve Saint Laurent, not unless. Well, Caitlyn. On that mag, you saw her on the Vanity Fair magazine cover mm-hmm. in the car. She did get the brand of Eve Saint Laurent, very luxurious until she spoke. But um, <laughs> what happened when she spoke? She spoke like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a jello. It was just too. Just it's, it's a work in progress. The throat, just can't do it. Was, it. It's a work in progress. It was a work. But that's not what. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, he, she, Caitlin, just wasn't. It, it wasn't for the voice. It was mm-hmm. for the look. Mm-hmm. So Or all seven feet. Don't forget that. Can't. See, okay. But you can't cut your knees off. You can't really fix that. Okay. So someone but. had something um, mm-hmm. to say about Manny and his... And his, uh, his Endeavors. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so he... What was said? It, it was a very... It was very... He was basically, I think the guy was basically saying that he didn't... He must not have had a father in his life mm-hmm. and all this. And very... Very ugly. So Manny Senior, yes, Manny Senior came back and and said something to the guy. Basically, I have what he said about about back to the guy who said something to his Uh son. So basically, he was like, "I've been in his life. I support him. He's my son. I love him." And actually, Manny Senior works for 
Manny. No, he works for Manny. Manny. Oh, yes, nice. yes. So, which brings me to my next uh-huh. um, question. question. Yes. Mm-hmm. And because he works for his father, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming now that they either have a working relationship or more of a friend relationship. But I, I was just kind of wondering, like, at what point, if any, do you think it's okay for children and parents to have a friend relationship? I think you should always use. I mean, you shouldn't be besties. That's what we're wearing today, <laughs> you know, matching shirts, matching <laughs> shoes, none of that. But I think that when, once your kids feel comfortable um, and they, they, they can feel like you are friendly, at least, mm-hmm. um, the commercial um, that once once you ha- once that door is open, I think it makes your relationship better. You, you're able to learn more about your child um, for accountability purposes, right? Um, and help groom them. They'll be more willing to take your advice and stuff like that. They don't look at you as always being the enemy because you know you go through that phase. We all went through that phase where you know you're anti your parents. And right. I think that can reduce right. a lot of that once they look at you as being an ally and not out to ruin their life. Okay. And I don't really think that was like a friend. I mean, that was just a, well, a, a father, that, a, support, right. a supportive parent, which Absolutely. I commend him on doing that. Yes, I actually I commend him as well. Um, I just it just just brought me to a to a thought yeah. with them being you know that sort of relationship and really what kind of relationship they had even even though he was he was doing a clap back if you will to someone who made a comment to his son. Mm-hmm. But I you know I just I just wonder because. You know, everything is so lax now, and uh, kids, you hear kids a lot like, my mom or my parent, that's my friend. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, in what context are you using friends? So, so you don't think you and your, so you well, and your daughter are not friends? Well, my daughter made a comment like, my mama is my bestie. That's my best friend. I, I would think that from being around you guys. Yeah, well, yes. And and so when I talked to her about it, because I was like, don't get it confused. And she was like, no, mommy, I just mean that I could talk to you about anything. Right. Like, I could tell you anything. So so, so I took that differently because I, I want you to come to me and mm-hmm. talk to me about anything. And I want to be because I don't want you to be misinformed by your friends who feel like you shouldn't have a relationship with your mother. Or like, why are you telling your mother everything? Because I want to be the one... To, but I just needed some clarification on that from her. You that's got all. It. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. You good then? <laughs> yes, all right. I am. Good. I'm good. All I right. am. God bless you. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> did you have any other thoughts on that? <laughs> I don't know what to say on this one. <laughs> well, I, I think when me and my mom, we are close, but my mom is my mom at the end of the you day. You respect that. We, right. There mm-hmm. is a very clear line that mm-hmm. she's drawn in the sand to where, but we hang out, we shop a lot. Um, but because she's my mom, I only share but so much because in the day, that's my mom. She only know but so much. Uh-huh. Um, but there is a friend, now that I'm older, and I think it probably hit when I got in my 30s. Okay. That's when it became more of like a friendship, but okay. yet she's still my parent. Right. Okay. Right. All right. right. So let's get on to, okay, so the Trump, you know, that's going to be a lackluster performance. A lot of people from, um, Celine Dion, on down, people have de- denied or declined his invitation to perform at the events. The latest being um, Chrisette Michelle, who declined. I had the opportunity to interview she her on the yes. show. I, I mean, who, yes. who accepted. accepted. I said right. I meant accepted, said declined. Have to look that up to see what that means. <laughs> but um, I misspoke. She accepted, she accepted. the yeah. thing. Um, right after Jennifer Holliday, who... Um, 
had accepted, but then after backlash, mm -hmm. she um, canceled the, the plan. So I want to know, um, first, I want to, did you guys hear what, why Jennifer, because I have to ask you a question about this. Did you guys hear why Jennifer had declined? I want to say a lot of her, the LGBT community mm -hmm. really, wrote a lot of negative things about her mm -hmm. and so that was one of the main, main reasons why she declined right. but I don't know like the well, let's, 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 really let's hear what she says you have to go through the commercial first but she also said that she got death threats I did read that wow. I did read that People are serious. I mean, some of the things this man has said, and then as a woman, and how, I mean, there's, and I don't know if it's alleged that he may have sexually. This is the view, a clip from the view. to perform at Donald Trump's inauguration event. And right now we're joined by Grammy-winning, Tony-winning, fabulous woman all the way around, superstar who made headlines for dropping out of her scheduled performance. Here to tell us why. Please welcome the most fabulous and amazing Jennifer Holliday. Technical difficulties. Here she is. What's going on? He went out. Trump did that. He did. He has power. I just, no, we are not talking power. that into existence. Yeah, no. um, man, I wanted you to hear that. I just think as a woman, it's hard for you to go up there and support a man after all the things that he has said. I mean, how do you ignore that? Um, how do you ignore what he said but yet still rally, rally behind him? And I get that we all got bills to pay, so mm -hmm. I know there's a financial part of that. Mm -hmm. But what do you stand for? And at the end of the day, you have to be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, I I am enough. I love who I am. And if my actions reflect what I who I am. Right, mm -hmm. right. We've learned enough tonight on the show to to love yourself enough to say right. no. <laughs> to love yourself enough to say no, even when your pockets may not reflect that, when other things may not reflect that, but you have to stand for something. So even with Chrisette Michelle, you feel like she should turn it down. Absolutely. I just okay, so I'm gonna speak. Um, this, I do this a lot. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Okay. Um, because I definitely understand now more than anything, delete button, I understand for standing up for what you believe in. Mm -hmm. um, but I also understand that neither one of those two people are at the top of their careers right now. Um, neither one of them are Beyonce or somebody who can afford to really say, I don't need that, especially for you, you know? Um, because in our situation, I've done things for people who, I've done clients who, I have clients to this day, when they walk in, I'm like, ugh. But it's my job. <laughs> it's my job. <laughs> hey, Nikki. It's like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> but when the, it's my job. So when, you know, they're booked now, unless they, they're, these people are getting paid to perform, right? I, uh, I would imagine. I would imagine so. I, I, right. I, I'm not sure. But back to you saying, doing, okay, because I've had clients that I've had to pray away. Mm-hmm. And you got pray good yourself. Oh yeah, I'm booked <laughs> till I mean, June. But yeah. back. Right, yeah. and and it, and and I and I've had to pray them away. I've yeah. had to pray before they come, and I'm like, Lord, okay, it's time. It's yeah. time. Yeah. I can't. I can't do. I can't fake. I can't. Yeah. I mean, it's so silent in here. We can hear a pin yeah. drop because I, I have nothing to say to this person, uh -huh. and they just want me to fix their hair. I don't, I don't want to do it anymore, Lord. So I pray them away, and we. I think everybody has prayed somebody out of their lives. Uh -huh. So I just feel like, 
with Chrisette Michelle, she just needs to pray about it. I think she needs to pray about it because I think if by by for the mere fact that she's not at the top of her career, mm-hmm. this is a make or break to me. This is mm. a make or break. Okay. So it could it, it could I think that I would I would rather keep struggling and moving on with this not on my resume. With people than, on your side. Yes, mm. versus all these the people that I do have possibly falling off because mm. this is the choice that I made. Mm. That's a good point. I, I, I agree. I agree 110%. I would love to hear what these other people have to say about it. Please um, call I in. I have some people here comment. Call, they're so scared. This, this, God bless you friendly. 757, yeah, 6834. This is one of my friendlier groups. 757-683-4405. I would love to hear from um, R.A., one of our one of our regular co-hosts. R.A., where, where I don't want to get sued. So R.A., <laughs> Yeah, but until then, hap- that happens. You guys heard about the twelve-year-old girl who um, committed suicide and it recorded it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. She had been molested by a family member. Um, people didn't believe her, so she basically was explaining it on Facebook, tied uh, tied the the rope around her neck or whatever, and it jumped off. Um, it took, f- I think, three weeks for them to finally get it to the point where they would take it off the air because I guess they were going through the privacy thing, just like with the mm-hmm. terrorist thing, how mm-hmm. they weren't going to do stuff. Number one. Do you think that um, that process should have been expedited as far as pulling that down? Um, and then number two, um, do you think this was a cry out or to reveal the person who did it publicly, the, per- the family member who, because I imagine she probably either said the name or left a note or something about who had did that to them. Hmm. Uh, um, a final it, cry. It, I, I think it was a cry out just period just outright just period it was a cry out because i think for i think in in my mind i'm just wondering like was she um, prior to this situation like were there other things going on mm-hmm. and then this was just kind of like this is this is kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back mm-hmm. and that was it and so i i just wonder i wonder if there were other things mm-hmm. outside of this or was this the thing and I, she just couldn't deal with it, or she felt like she couldn't she couldn't reveal who the person was, mm-hmm. or if she did, or reveal, if she did, did people believe her? Right, mm-hmm. right. So that's that's also in question. And do I feel that the process could have been expedited as far as getting pulling that down? Down. I don't necessarily know if it could have went any faster than than it did because I think so many it had been shared so many times mm-hmm. that I'm sure that they had you to two go, pulled it down immediately. Because it was shared on, was it shared on YouTube, I believe? I don't know what uh, it's yeah, I, I'm, I don't know where and it's generated Facebook, from. Facebook, hold on. This was, let's see. Okay, so according to the policy, Facebook doesn't allow self-injury or suicide on this platform, so it's hard to understand why the videos circulated or the site on the site for so long. Um, but my daughter I want to say, thought- say um, she streamed it online. I, but I want to say I read somewhere that it was on YouTube, but YouTube pulled it down. Okay, because my well, actually because my daughter, I was I, I was asking her about it, and she said she saw it. Oh, so live she, live dot me. That's where she did it on. Okay, and then it was shared, I guess, on YouTube and then on Facebook. Facebook. Because my daughter and she she saw it and she was like, well, I thought that I just I didn't think that was real. Is what she was saying. She mm-hmm. didn't think it was real. So maybe people didn't like maybe until all the way up until it was hap- it actually happened. Mm-hmm. That she jumped off or whatnot. That people re- maybe people just thought it was a joke and not necessarily that it was that it was real. So maybe that's 
maybe that's where it all came in at. But I don't necessarily know that they could have. It's sad. Twelve years it, old. It is sad. very sad. And they said it was a forty a forty minute uh, recording that she did. Wow. I can say I this. struggle with this whole live thing. Whereas it, whether it's Facebook Live, Instagram Live, people don't know what to post. Right. And they post all the wrong things. Exactly. Unless if you're not going to post something that's going to encourage, help somebody out, mm-hmm. or you just want to share like a gathering or something, mm-hmm. then that's one thing. But when we start sharing um, suicides or we're antagonizing what people, hold people fights. hostage, yeah, right, and stuff like that, right. that's, that, that, oh. that's not, we're going the wrong direction. Exactly. I think exactly. we opened the world up to a place where nothing's censored anymore, nothing's sacred anymore. Right. Um, I don't. I, I would like to believe that maybe the per, her family did not believe her. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like probably her last cry for help, and right. she didn't want to. Um, she didn't want to live this anymore, and she wanted to stop, but didn't know how to make it stop. Right. Right. But she's so young. She is so young. She's a pretty girl. Pretty right. Girl. Right. 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 And I don't want to judge. We don't. We don't know. Yeah. Right. We don't. We don't know. Okay, we're going to take our final break. When we come back is my part. We're going to do our um, intimate expression so I can get to know you. I know you a lot, but these are some other questions to find out what's going on in your head and in your minds today. Um, I want to thank you, ladies, for coming <laughs> on. I'm going to thank you again, but I want to thank you all. Was it as bad as you thought it was going to no, be? No, actually, I, I had a good time. Mm-hmm. It was real, and I, I definitely enjoyed it. I would like to come back again. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll put that before the board. All right, we'll see. <laughs> all right, that. we'll be right back. <laughs> You've been listening to Let's Face It with Bill Strayhorn and Friend. We'll be right back. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team. But I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. We want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Psst, it's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious, and if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want, but I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. This is Ban Bossy. Take one. Words matter. Let's just ban the word bossy. 
and encourage girls to lead. To be strong and be ambitious. Listen to your own voice. There are no limits. There to be you. You can change the world. Let's ban Bossy. Be brave. Be you. Ban Bossy. Join us to ban Bossy. I'm not Bossy. I'm the boss. Encourage girls to lead. Take the pledge at banbossy.com. What's going on, everybody? This is Neo for Life Beat. The music industry fights AIDS. When you're drunk or high, all you want to think about is what feels good. But think about this. Two Americans under the age of 21 are infected with HIV every hour of every day. Don't become another statistic. Use protection. To learn more about HIV and AIDS, log on to www.lifebeat.org. Respect yourself. Protect yourself. You're now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Now back to the show. Welcome back. To the show. We're in the studio with Ms. Rhea Golf and Shanika Bell. Ladies, yes, yes, thank yes, y'all yes. again for coming on. I appreciate it so much. It's always a pleasure. Yes. Absolutely. The music makes me want to talk like this. Makes you want to talk. I get nervous. This is my nervous part of the show. <laughs> why? Because you. Why? Why? This is the fun these, part. These, this these is a rough question. We've talked to every. We've talked to everybody. We've gotten to know who they are. Now it's time for the world to know who you, uh, who okay. you ladies are. And I have some good ones today. I, I'm nervous. Look I ahead. have some good ones today. So I'm going to. The way it goes, Shanika, is just very unscripted. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. It's about you. Be honest. Um, the whole show is we want to help your, help you and we want to help other people. Okay. So be, be very honest. Okay. 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 Uh, and we'll start with you, Rhea. <laughs> so I want to, but I'm going to, both of you are going to get the same question. Okay. So I just want to know what's been on your mind lately? Gosh, what has been on my mind? Um, trying to keep peace in my life. In your life. Okay. Um, once, I think when you, once you get a hold on peace, you'll fight tooth and nail to keep it and like you talk about friends and who I who I invite into who I allow into my life mm -hmm. um, the phone calls I take um, the people I interact with I am just trying to keep peace, peace. Uh -huh. that's what once you get a taste of it you want to hold on I will to fight it. for it yeah. I will I will drag okay yeah. calm down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you I got you though Shanika that's actually funny that Rhea would say that because I think not just for me and even not just for her, I think everybody mm -hmm. for 2017, I think everybody is all about peace. Mm -hmm. It's just peace and love. And I think for me, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm at, I, I, I mentioned my daughter. She's a senior this year, so she'll be going off to college. Mm -hmm. So, but I think just to have a peaceful, and, and it's always been peaceful, a peaceful relationship with her mm -hmm. and just peace in my space and just people around me space, right yeah. people around me to be at peace I, 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 I just think that pe peace is a good word right now peace and love okay okay um Shanika we'll start with you okay what life lesson did you learn the hard way wow what life lesson that I learned the hard way I think the life lesson that I learned the hard way is listening 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 to what? To who? Listening. When my mom said to me, and now that I say to my daughter, if you just listen, life would be easy for you. Oh. It's when you don't listen that life will become hard. Okay. 
So I think just wanting to figure things out myself, and I really didn't have to figure things out for myself because there were people who had already done it and been through it. And sometimes, sometimes you do want to figure things out yourself, and sometimes it is good, but I just think that some things – it wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. If I would have just listened, I would have mm-hmm. I would have been a lot better off. Mm. What about you? Um, I'm going to keep with the theme for tonight. Um, one of the hardest lessons I learned was I am enough. Uh-huh. Because when I was a little kid, I was there was so many people that told me that I wasn't enough. I wasn't pretty, and I got hit by a car. And you never get a man because look at your face. But you know my face healed. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've heard so many negative things about myself that I never realized the power that I had. Mm-hmm. So that was the hardest lesson that I learned. Wow. That was good. Want, let me oh, back up. I want to go. <laughs> I normally respond. I guess I was so caught up. Okay, so what's been on my mind lately is I'm all about, I don't want to be ever be religious, but I'm all about connecting to my spirit because I wasted a lot of time, um, wasted in who, what people think about me, trying to conceal or trying to hire people like Nikki Curry to form this image that I, that we feed to people of this is who I am, mm-hmm. and I want you to see this. And I really don't want you to see who I really, really, really am. That like again, that's what this whole season is about. You're gonna learn a lot about who I really am. Some is gonna be good. Some is gonna be um, not so good to you, but to me, it was what it took to get me to where I am. So what's been on my mind lately is just um, what lies ahead um, for not only me, but for everything that God has He's called. Um, and just standing naked and authentic. I'm excited about that. And the more and more I release it, the more and more like I've made statements today that I would have never made last year, um, never voiced my opinion about. When that came up, I would have hidden in the back of the room because I didn't want people to know things about me like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the more and more I become naked, mm-hmm. the more and more I, I, I smile a lot lately. Um, I'm in the car, I find myself driving, I'm just smiling. What are you smiling <laughs> for? Just happy because I feel weight lifted off of me. Right. I don't have to go. I can go somewhere I can be myself. Right. And not care. Right. Not there totally yet, but each each step I take is just a better step for me. Can I say you look good naked? <laughs> you wait till this body is right. Oh, wait, wait. What life lesson did I learn the hard way is, um, I, and I've always said that, that I am enough. Mm-hmm. I've always said that, um, like Harold was saying, that he, he didn't feel authentic. And I used to say the word that I feel fake because I... I never felt enough people say, you know, you're good, this, you do, you not look up yet to you for doing that. But to me, I was never enough, so I couldn't accept that. Um, I'm accepting things like that. Like when you say me going going to the gym motivates mm-hmm. you, I can say thank you. I don't have to make up an excuse. You know, well, I don't yeah. really work out that hard when I'm there. I can just say, okay, thank you, I accept right. that. You can receive right. it. I can receive right. that. I yeah. love it. Right. Right. I, I was going to say that, you know, um, I think God puts us in a place God puts us in a place for that, mm-hmm. you know. And, and when you st- when you start, as you says, when you start to release, it's almost like like an onion. It's like when you start to peel back all of what you thought y- you 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 aren't, or what people thought you you are. Mm-hmm. When you start peeling that back and finding yourself, mm-hmm. it is it is like you you don't have to be. It's like this is me. Yeah, I Take was, it I, or leave yeah. it right, and you don't and you right or delete. Yeah. Right, and Unframed, you don't have unfollow. to worry about what people what people think about you yeah. because people, pe- whether you're in their company or not, people are going to draw their own conclusions about who you are yeah. 
before you can even open your mouth. They've yeah. already decided if they're going to be nice to you, exactly. if they were going to be ugly to you, if they're going to talk to you. They've already decided yeah. what they want to feel about you, and then they've already whispered it to their friend. So everybody's already drawn their conclusion. Mm-hmm. And then when you separate that and, and you have an opportunity to deal with people one-on-one, what do people say? I, I thought you were. I thought you were. Yeah. I didn't know you were My funny. first lady <laughs> said that to me. We were doing a photo shoot, and she said, I'm so glad I got a chance to spend this time with you because you are so funny. You're so nice. You're like, they see me, and they've already formed an opinion right. because very rarely do I smile. I'm always by myself, and they think I'm aloof or I'm you know, conceited or whatever. She was just like, I'm so glad I got a chance to spend some personal time with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and my last question for you is, is there ever a time when giving up makes sense? Now think about it. In the moment of uh, in the moment of thought of giving up, but I think that just like the gentleman said, Harold said, it's easy it's easy to process giving up because mm-hmm. you don't you won't have any responsibility. But it's when you keep pushing forward that you bring on the responsibility of not giving up of like what's next, what's next. So I think that when you're in the midst of like you could come up with okay this is why I should give up. But then it's like it's it, for me. I say because I'm I am a cosmetologist. So mm-hmm. it's like in the moments that I have had, I'm saying I'm I'm done. I'm done doing hair. Somebody calls mm-hmm. and it's like with a problem and says, Shanika, you know I I need I'm having this going on. This is what I do. And in that moment, it's like okay, I well, I won't give up today. So you know I think that when we're having that pity party, if you will, it does seem logical, but it's always a bigger picture. It's always a bigger picture. And I think if you focus on the bigger picture Mm -hmm. and loving yourself and knowing that there's a bigger picture, then you, you won't, you won't stay focused. It's like not my, my thing is uh, my, like last year and coming into this year, it's always is, let me slow down Mm -hmm. is respect the process. Mm. Just respect the process. Because sometimes I think that we don't respect the process and everything happens in a process. So, I think we get caught up in our in our pity parties when things aren't going the way that they should and the way that we think that they should go. Uh-huh. But things don't always happen the way that the way that right. we want them because maybe that's not how God has aligned it. Right. And if we just wait, then the the better is to, the better is to come. How about you? Um I want to say there is sometimes it's okay to give up. Um and I don't know if it's more or less giving up or letting go. Okay. Because if I'm in a relationship with someone and I can't make them be there. Yeah. So there's times where I'm going to have to give up and say, you know right. what, I tried to make this work. I prayed about it. It's not getting any better. That does not mean that things will not circle back around. But mm-hmm. at this moment in time, I'm going to have to give up on this idea yeah. of what this relationship is supposed to look like mm-hmm. in order for me to have peace in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when it comes to your dreams and aspirations, no, you should keep fighting mm-hmm. for them. But when it comes to... Um, if you're beating your head against a brick wall mm-hmm. and you're still doing it, that's insanity. Yeah. Right. So it's, it, there comes a point you have to stop, regroup, and do things differently. Mm-hmm. But yes, I would mm-hmm. say yes. I, I, I'm inclined to agree with what you said. Um, one of my mantras that I am following this year is, and reading, I don't know where I read it at. It might have been in my devotion. I'm reading this devotional called Yes, Lord, or Yes, mm-hmm. Yes, Jesus, or good morning, Jesus, or something like that. But it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that whenever you get to a place where you feel frustrated, um, they should just say, I trust you, Jesus. I trust, mm-hmm. I trust you, God. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I've, I've just started to say a lot. 
because um, sometimes you're going to have to trust God enough to give up certain things, knowing that He is going. He has something better in store. So my screensaver mm-hmm. is this is what I have. I love it. Okay, but it went out. Oh, okay, hold on. It, it, it went out again. <laughs> being willing to give up something small oh, for right. something big. Just right. trusting that God has something better in right. store. And right. I know all last year I went on talking about me missing this certain relationship and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I just had to realize that um, the reason I don't have that is because God has something else in store. Right. And that, that transcends throughout every area of my life where I feel like um, God is forsaking me. In my, in my right. career, things um, not going in the direction that I necessarily wanted to go in. <laughs> But um, just trust, I trust you, God, because I know that um, all things are working together for my good. Um, And that goes for the show um, and everything. So that's been something. So sometimes I do feel like you um, do have to, I wouldn't say quit, but you have to be open to the the idea that. Like refocusing. Yeah, refocus. Yeah, refocus. Be open open to the stuff that maybe this isn't for me because God has something else for me. Can I just say. Tell God everything. Mm-hmm. That's right. I read that somewhere too because He already knows it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to admit certain things to yeah. let Him know the truth. Yeah. Right. 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 I just want to say I, I haven't seen you since November, mm-hmm. and I you have grown so much. Really? The, yes. Thank yes. You. I mean, even where you know we've had conversations where you thought by this age you would have. You been too? a different place oh. in life, but yeah. um, you're willing to accept. This. I'm. You're exactly that where you want where to, I be. Need to be, right. Right. and right. you're o- you're so open minded mm-hmm. to the future, mm-hmm. even though it's unexpected. You're right. embracing the unexpected. Mm-hmm. You don't want everything lined up, and you're mm-hmm. willing to let go yeah. for that journey. So yes. I like the new you. Thank you. <laughs> and the best has, is yet to come. The best. So I'm that's excited. what I'm excited. I'm about. excited about it. Thank I'm you, excited. ladies, for coming on. Of course, you're welcome. Anytime, we'll get with you um, to schedule when Absolutely. you guys are coming back on. Do you have any closing? Share your um, social media. How can people get in contact okay, with you? You can get in both. contact with me um, on Instagram and Facebook at Takoy. That's T-C-O-Y-H. Takoy and makeup, which means taking care of your hair. So T-C-O-Y-H and makeup. And that's on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Raya? Um, I am on um, Instagram at Raya Golf, R-H-A-E-A. Golf is spelled G-O-F-F, and my website is scoringinlife.com. All right. So make sure you tune in next week. We have um, a good show. Don't know who it is, but it's going to be a good show. <laughs> it's going to be great because <laughs> you're yes. there. Yes. Yeah. Um, and coming soon, we're going to start doing some. Nikki, she's, she is, I always say she's the world's greatest publicist, so she has some new marketing ideas that we're going to try um, very soon. And as I lose more weight, it's going to be really soon. Oh, wait. So, <laughs> wait yeah, a minute. Um, make sure you tune in next week. Everybody have a good weekend and be safe yeah yes be safe if you're we'll going see. to the inauguration if you're going safe. to inauguration really be safe oh, okay. and Good think about it again but, uh, <laughs> yeah, will's gonna be there <laughs> to inauguration some pajamas <laughs> a bag of potatoes no no potato chips i gotta eat clean clean eating, yeah, clean some eating. broccoli kids. yeah but everybody um thanks for tuning in and be blessed have a good night Thank you for listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Please be sure to visit us on the web at letsfaceitradio.com and at Let's Face It Radio on Facebook for the latest in show information and exciting, innovating ways that you can be a part of the show. 
So tune in next week, same place, same time, for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply.